But I think of somebody who is really just super in integrity with what they say, right? If they say, I'm going to the store across the street, if they're going to be at the store across the street, just as much as they say, you know, like, I'm going to run a $500,000 business next year. Well, guess what? They're running that $500,000 business because it's just doing those small actions, right? The small actions going to the store, making that extra call, knocking on that extra door. It's all compound effect that really is exponential, right? And I think all leaders of tomorrow show that every single day. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders, I have an amazing young leader, Noah Prop, who is uh, managing up in the Montreal area, full-time student. Last year, he did just over $100,000 worth of business. This year, his goal is to do over $300,000 worth of business. And we just dig into uh, just a, a fantastic conversation just about last year that was a really successful year and some things that really, really got him in the mud not excelling. And he managed to turn that around and really finding out some uh, real uh, structures that he needs to put in place, finding out some some ways of being and, and ways to operate that can really make a difference this year. And that's what we're really excited about is his goal this year is to do over $300,000. We talked about how his business is, you know, way ahead of, way ahead of uh, last year's results and really, really got an amazing team to put that goal together. We do this to share leadership, to you know, really share what we're up to is creating leaders of tomorrow. So hope you enjoy the podcast. If you know of any amazing leaders for the summer of 2024, we start recruiting in the summer of 2023. So send them my way. You can send them this podcast. You can send them to studentworks.com or you can send them my, my email, Thompson at studentworks.com. Thanks so much. Have a super fantastic day. Noah, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no, well, I'm really excited to have you. And just, just for context for our leaders out there, uh, we are recording this on March the 10th, just so when we talk about numbers this year, you'll understand you know, the context of, of, of where we are in the business. But, but why don't we sort of start at the beginning, you know, who uh, explained what Noah was like before the program? So before I joined uh, StudentWorks, I was actually living in Portugal. Um, so I wasn't in Canada, uh, but I was just, I was a university student. I was kind of working just jobs here and there. Um, you know, I used to do a little bit of roofing. I also used to be a mover. Um, so always just all over the place. And I've tried to start several businesses before. Like I had a, a personal training business before. Unfortunately, that didn't, didn't really go anywhere. Um, so always that kind of like entrepreneurial spirit. And then student works kind of just like fell on my lap. I had a friend who did it. And then Alex, my coach, reached out to me. Um, so I thought it'd be a great fit, tried it out and fell in love ever since, honestly. Yeah. And so part of being in, just just context for people being in Portugal because you could. And so you could study from Portugal um, because the pandemic and you could go virtual. So, hey, why not be in Portugal? Was that the idea? That's exactly it. Like school was all online. 
And I have my Portuguese citizenship and everything. So I was like, oh, like, let me go experience this. Fantastic. Um, loved my time there. Yeah, no, exactly. And we're just talking uh, just March 10th. So the weather's starting to get nicer. And in Portugal, it's a lot nicer in uh, December, January, <laughs> February than uh, Montreal and Toronto. So, uh, so yeah. Sure. It's nice to be on a beach during Christmas, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Yeah. That's what I always try to do over Christmas. So, you know, walk me through the your experience of your first summer. It was definitely a really tough summer. Um, a lot tougher than I was expecting. Right. And actually, I'll kind of backtrack into just the preseason as well, because I feel like it's important to talk about the whole experience. Yeah. So, I, like, I was coming in, like, z- almost zero experience in sales. Didn't really know how to manage much. Um, so I just kind of came in like a sponge, just really just trying to absorb as much information as I did as I could, you know, definitely made a lot of mistakes on the way, a lot of mistakes that could have been avoided. Um, but you know, I feel like that just helped shape the kind of year I had last year, which was a pretty good year. At least I think so. And then come summertime, it was like a completely different beast, right? Cause in the preseason, we're just focused on marketing, selling and recruiting. Which, you know, once you kind of get the basis of that, it's really easy to, to expand on that and multiply on that. But then when production comes around and now it's actually, you know, following through on your promises, delivering on everything you've, you've promised to the customers, um, completely different beast. And I, I'm going to be honest, I had a really tough learning curve for like May and beginning of June, just because like I'm a micromanager type of person. And I really had to learn how to like put my trust in other people and let the ship sail itself, right? But once once we got that figured out by like July, um, I was actually able to to go away on a few vacations. Like I went to Miami, um, Toronto, and Portugal. Uh, so learning that like critical trust skill, I guess, really helped shape the rest of my summer. Fantastic, fantastic. So sales and marketing um, came easily uh, to, to to you, and 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 okay, great. I'm learning how to do that, and so. Was the was the challenge around recruiting Noah, or was the challenge around you in uh, associating with your recruits? I think I had an issue in both. I'm going to be honest, because I I had hired a lot of my friends at the beginning, and you know, as much as in theory it's it's amazing, I found for me personally when it came to actually you know giving them instructions on what to do and whatnot, it became a lot tougher because we already had that friendship relationship. So I had so like quality of recruit, I guess, wasn't as optimal as it could have been. And I definitely learned that along the lines and just how to draw those those boundaries if I do hire friends. Yeah. And then again, like I mentioned before, like I did have a micromanagement issue. So when it came to, you know, producing jobs and stuff, like I found myself a lot of the time actually doing the work. Right. And yeah, it's actually well, I mean, we speak about it in student works a lot. It's the production trap, right? Production Trap became my best friend, at least for the first half of that summer. Um, so it was definitely a nice awakening, realizing like, hey, like all this stuff can still get done if I just put, you know, a little bit more effort at the beginning training part. I'm actually going to get so much more time off or time to do more important things down the line. Yeah. yeah. And so, so we call the Production Trap for our leaders. We call the Production Trap, basically, we're trapped in production. We're trapped in managing it and and, you know, we're captured by our business. And, and so, you know, what are the limitations of that? Well, number one, our, our, what, we're not just trying to grow leaders at the coach level. 
or at the veteran operator level or the rookie operator. No, no, we want to grow it right throughout. So basically, when our operators like Noah, top performing operator, get trapped, he's also trapping his team members. They aren't learning. They aren't growing. So, so, so obviously, he's seeing that and saying, okay, I'm going to step back. And so the stepping back is making sure we have the right people. Stepping back is here's the amazing systems. Here's the great training. And then we're going to train them and then watch, make sure, you know, uh, you know, encourage, uh, and then slowly step back, step back, step back, you know, checking in with customers, checking in with the, the team to make sure they got, they got it. And they're saying, Noah, we got it. We're okay. Go market, go get us more business. Right. And then you can keep growing your business or, Hey, take some time off, which is well-deserved because you know, you'd been working on the business since January. Absolutely. And to kind of touch on what you just said, like, I think a great example was in the summer, I went away for, for a weekend. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was like four or five days. But my business actually ran better when I wasn't there because I was able to delegate that responsibility and people thrive in that, right? And I only really realized that then. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I've, I've really uh, loved about, and, and you know, again, I've had some of my best weeks when I've been on holiday, you know, where we've sold $2 million worth of business or, do, you know, do all sorts of amazing things. So, so it speaks to the level of leadership. It speaks to the amazing team that you have, that things can just keep chugging along. And so it's really, really great. And, and again, it's confidence inducing for, for your team. You're, you're literally, when we micromanage, we stand in the way of our team's leadership. So it's, it's seeing that. And, um, you know, and again, for a bunch of the rookies who are listening here and people new to leadership, this is something really to watch. And you can you can just step and abdicate. That's not going to be the solution, you know, but training, recruiting great people, you know, et cetera. And so so, again, last summer, obviously, was a really successful summer. As I recall, you were in the top five, you know, uh, you know, earned a, earned a trip to Cancun, et cetera. And looking back on last year, what did you learn that you didn't expect? Oh man, what didn't I learn that I didn't expect? <laughs> no, I'd say the biggest, um, I guess the biggest two things, I can't really narrow it down to just one, is the, first of all, just the power of integrity. So, you know, like just staying true to the four for, for ability habits, right? So saying please and thank you, do what you say, say what you do and be on time. I find just, you know, sticking to those four principles, as simple as they are, is really the difference between a mid-size operator and a top operator, right? Because it all comes down to the basics. And then the second thing is really staying accountable, right? I think that's a superpower. And if you can follow through on what you say, there's nothing you can't do, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, well, those, those, those are it. And, and that one value is the one that resonates and is the most common thing spoken of, of our alumni who were out 20, 30, 40 years. I remember that, you know, and again, keep working on that. And, and again, one of the things that I see is, is our most, the most successful people that I see largely have the highest degree of accountability or attention to the full referability habits, you know, and, and, and it, it, it shows because again, their life is most, most workable because that's really what it shows. So, and what, what was it as hard as you thought it would be? No, it was way harder, way harder. Cause coming, especially coming into the summer, it's like, you know, we have four months, uh, four or five months of sales and sales and marketing and a bit of recruiting. Right. So going into the summer, you know, I had like my little, Say well, marketing team that would go out, get all the leads. I had my caller that would set up my estimates and then I would go and I'd be like, perfect. You know, this is like a well-oiled machine. We're rolling. 
And then production came along. And like I mentioned, completely different beast. It's way, there's a lot more externalities to deal with that I didn't realize. And I guess like the biggest thing that I learned progressing through the summer is that, you know, I have to plan for everything and then be prepared for nothing to go as planned. Right. Yeah. 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 Because yeah I know. That, Put a great plan together and then expect, Oh, a client's going to change and I can't, I can't do the cleaning today. Okay. So I've got somebody in there, you know, a, a staff member is, going to get COVID, you know, uh, you know, or going to get sick and, and, you know, what, what do I do? Or, you know, or, you know, someone's going to turn over. So I've got to have a bench to, re- to, to recruit them, you know, all these different things to prepare for so that you're, you're prepared for the unexpected, which by the way, is really not so unexpected because these are things that it you know, is about, you know, contracting or, or also even just about running a local Tim Hortons, right? Like, you know, being a successful franchisee of a Tim Hortons, it's really, you know, HR. You know, so, so, so for us, so much of it is just managing HR. So what do you have to overcome to make, to make your successful summer? It's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like at the beginning I was really playing like the victim card a bit, um, where things were happening to me, you know, people would quit. Well, why is this happening to me? It's raining today. Why is it raining today? Um, so just having that like shift of mentality, I remember talking to, Actually, one of my good buddies in the program as well, um, Noah Sweeney and Daniel Khan, two other top operators. And they helped me pull me out of that mindset where it's like, you know, instead of being feeling the, like the victim the whole time, I should try to assume as much responsibility as I can for everything. And by doing so, I was, I was really able to, you know, like kind of hammer down the nails and finish what we started on a much higher note than what we were trending to, right? Hey, leaders. I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. No, I think that's so great. It's it's like, you know, whatever, you know, you work through with your coach, you work through with people. What what's the assumed attrition we can we're going to have? We're going to have it. We don't want it. We're going to do everything we can to manage it, to 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 recruit really great, train really well, you know, support people, etc. And just know something's going to happen. So don't, don't go to victim, just go to, okay, we prepared for this, you know, and, and, and okay, what are we going to do? And, and how many days of rain are we going to lose? Well, there's going to be a chunk of them. Well, again, you know, it's, you know, the, the, it's not going to be it, that that's what's going to happen. How do we prepare for it? So it's just so much more power about what, what, how is this happening for me? What, what can I do? And, and, and not going to victim victim is so powerless, you know, being a hundred percent accountable for all aspects of our life. It's just so powerful. You know, it's really hard 
It's really hard. And, you know, that's that's what a really great life is really, really hard. So um, so so, you know, uh, one of the reasons why I've had you on the on, on the on the on the podcast today is just you've just been crushing it here in your second year. So, you know, you were at seventy thousand dollars. I think it's something like a, here. I'm going to rather than just wing it slow computer. One hundred and forty three. Is it one hundred and forty one hundred and forty three estimates? So far, um, you know, 108 jobs, 70, $71,000 sold, just, just, just incredible. You know, the number of leads, it's something like 521 leads, 460 converted leads. Um, you know, just, just what a start. So, so, uh, why don't you, why don't you tell us about what shifted in your business? And I'm sure a lot has, but, but, but what shifted in your business in this year, your second year? Yeah, the biggest thing was really that shift in mentality, like I was mentioning before, like assuming responsibility for everything. And, you know, everything that happens in your business, whether it's good, whether it's bad, roots back to who you are as a person and the owner, right? So going into this year, that was really my mindset. And I realized a lot of things about myself last summer were, you know, areas I really wasn't good in or really wasn't optimal in. So my biggest mindset, I guess, before January training, which is like the first or second week of January was, okay, I, I got to find people that are better at certain things than I am, right? Because it's a team that's going to make this happen. Um, and in doing so, like I was able to find a killer production manager. His name is Joey, big shout out. But, you know, he's a, he's a wizard when it comes to scheduling and, and you know, just managing job sites. He's, he's worked in construction his whole life before. Well, I saw this opportunity, took that, right? Production is checked. When it came to marketing, I really focused on, you know, who's who's the friendliest person right off the bat, most genuine people that I could find. I was lucky enough to find two amazing sales reps. Um, and, you know, just going into JT, we really had that foundation of like, okay, like, you know, this is what you're strong at. This is what you're good at. This is what I'm good at. Let's come together and really make the most happen. Um, and I think since that time, like, we've been doing a pretty good job. Um, and it's really just about keeping the tight ship and and keeping the route we're going on, right? No, that's that's great. And just just for context, last year again, you were over a hundred thousand dollars last year. Same time, thirty thousand dollars. So so this year, seventy thousand dollars. A goal of three hundred thousand dollars again while in full time school. Three hundred thousand dollars for the business, pretty unbelievable. What sh shifted? So so we've got a great team. We've got a great marketer. We've got a great you know, leader of the production team, you know, how, how has our recruiting gone for, for, uh, the, 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 the actual people who'll be cleaning the surfaces for the amazing customers who are selecting you this year? Yeah, I definitely learned my lesson last year on, on rushing the recruiting part. Um, so this year we, you know, we started interviewing for window cleaners actually in February. Um, and we consistently try to do between two and five interviews a week, whether we need them or not. Um, just because, you know, if somebody turns over, okay, we already have somebody in the, in the pipeline that we can just boom, plug them in. Or there's a scenario where, you know, you just find a gem that you have to make room for on your team. Cause they're just going to take it to the next level. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I, I hear a lot of people talk or some people talk about business being a family. And, and I don't think that's a great analogy. I think, I think, uh, well, I guess we have a family business, my wife and Devin are in the business, but anyhow. I think a better analogy is a hockey team or a basketball team. So, you know, if you have the chance to grab an all-star, 
you're going to grab an all-star. If that means the 15th person on your bench or the 24th, I'm not sure in hockey how many there are, you're going to leave, you're going to leave behind. And that's okay because that's what the customer demands. Or that if the customer, I always like to say, what's the customer, what would the customer say? You had a chance to get this really amazing person or and let, let go the worst person on your team to work on their home. What, what would they say? They say, do that, please, right? I want my job the best possible. So it's absolutely constantly focusing on that. So you've got this $70,000, like what's your goal before you finish school to be com- completed? Like in terms of sales, what number? Yeah, yeah. So before, before you're asking before, like I've done my final exams, um, I would ideally love to be sitting at 150. Okay, so 150 thousand dollars. So, so all of a sudden, imagine you're, you're you will be at 150 thousand dollars. What are you going to need to do differently to make sure that this 300 thousand dollar goal is manageable on the on the production side? I think it comes with really recruiting top, top guys who, you know, aren't only hardworking, but are really hungry to learn. Because one thing I try to do with everyone is really teach them everything that I'm learning, right? I believe in paying forward. Um, And that's one thing I mentioned in my interviews, right? It's something I look for in my interviews, you know, like what exactly are you trying to learn from this summer job, right? I'm asking this because I want to put you in that position where you can maximize that and realize your own potential, right? Yeah. So, by getting people like just to really realize, you know, as much as it's just a window cleaning job, there's so many valuable skills that people can learn. And if we're able to build a, a team of two or three crews that just have that same vision, I think $300,000 is very doable with a great very, team. Yeah. It's very, it's, it is very doable and, and it's, it's been done before. And so it's, so it's something that you're looking to expand uh, your business, which is, which is fantastic. And, and I love that. It, you know, one thing that a lot of people do is play... I'm just, you know, this minimum wage job. I've just got this. I've just got this. Where that is a limitation of thinking, because you know that's just that's what's happening now. But that's not what they're living into, because you're recruiting obviously, you know, eighteen to twenty-two year olds typically. So it's like, hold on. Now, how do I get that next job, or how do I perform really well in that next job by thinking differently, by focusing on that? You're really, really again stirring up not only just the emotions, but people saying, this is what I can go do. So just super, super excited about, about that. And again, you know, taking on, you know, just again, what we're doing, trying to grow the next generation of great leaders, literally in your business. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right. I, I'm doing what I wish uh, somebody gave me when I was working these manual jobs. Right. Yes. Yeah. No. Cause typically it's just grow, go, go grab the hammer. Right. Yeah, or go, that's all move it is. The, go move the wood or the, the cement or whatever it is. Right. So, yeah, no, here, you know, let's 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 teach people how to think, et cetera. And it's and again, there's a reason why other companies don't do it because they don't think like we do. You know, they're not they're not in the same game. So 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 just awesome. So, you know, how do you think these skills will help with your career long term? Um, great question. I think everything I'm learning right now this year and last year is is experiences and skills that really cannot be taught in a classroom environment because what yeah what i've realized is like if i'm able to interact with the person on a higher and a more efficient level um then the skills and everything can be taught afterwards right so moving into like after student works ideally i'd love to have my own business again um and yeah i want to stay in trades right i love trades and i'm realizing it's much more of a people business than a service business so i think you know by 
being able to not only just build amazing systems, but really maximize how, how I interact, how I communicate with everyone. Um, sky's the limit at that point, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I love that. And, um, what, uh, what key habits would someone want to steal from you? Um, what key habits would somebody want to steal from me? Uh, I, I make it a mission and I think it's, it's a good thing. I, I make it a mission to, to wake up early in the mornings between five, six, even on days where I don't have to, um, just because, you know, let's say you wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., you're getting an extra four hours on almost everyone else, right? And it's just a compound effect. So in a week, it'll give you an extra 20, 25 hours, which is almost like an extra part-time work week, right? And well, you see the progression, right? You do that over a year, two years, five years, 10 years, just getting light years ahead of everyone else, right? No, I think that's a, I think that's a great habit. I know one, uh, uh, one of our, our our really successful alumni, shout out Jason Lewis, who's who we still haven't been able to get on the pod, but he's a serial entrepreneur, you know, really really successful. But one of the things he points out is is that really successful people overwhelmingly get up before seven. You know, it's just something you know. He just goes, "That's what I see," you know, and and so it's 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 you're right, capturing that time, you know, before everyone else is up, and you know, hey, what about this? What about that? Noah, those types of things. I, I can get a whole bunch of things done, and even if that's getting things done personally, getting a workout done, you know, uh, you know, tending to uh, to the other aspects of my life, you know, because how are you managing that that aspect of of your life? What 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 good habits do you have around you know just just dealing with Noah the person so that Noah Noah the business person can perform really well? I think it really comes. Or at least for me, like I, I, I really try to focus on, you know, what are my, what's important to me? What are my values? So for me, like, you know, I love to work out. Um, I love to play hockey. I love to see like my friends. Right. So I make it a priority, you know, whenever I'm making my schedule, for example, for the week or for the next two weeks, it's one of the first things I plug in, you know, when is it Noah time? Right. When am I working out? When am I taking my dog to the, to the park? Right. When am I seeing some friends? And then once I have all that plugged in um, is when I start focusing on everything else, right? So when am I going to do my calls, my marketing, my estimates, um, and just kind of build from the bottom up, right? Well, actually really build from the top down. Yeah, top down. You know, yeah. put, put the most important uh, things in first. If, you know, again, it's like, okay, where am I going to get those things that I need to be? And, 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 and again, I think sometimes people have a hard time because they think that's being selfish, Okay. And in fact, it's being selfless because the, you know, by me making sure I'm working out or eating right or getting time with my friends or family that I need, that actually will allow me to feel uh, the most successful I can to go and support my customers, to go and support my staff. So, so it really, um, you know, when we feed ourselves first, uh, you know, and they, they, they talk about the airplane, you know, you know, put, put your own mask on so you can help others. It really, really is great. And, and um, you know, how has your time management grown since you joined the company to now? You know, uh, you know just, uh, you know, now running $70,000 for the business by early March. For sure. Well, I remember when I first joined last year, last January, um, Google Calendar was like a different language to me, right? I was really just running off top of my memory what I have to do. And, and then once I finally learned like the power of Google Calendar, it's like, whoa, like... Some people look at scheduling and everything as like um, a box, right? You're keeping yourself in a box. But I find, you know, if you're scheduling everything, 
you have so much freedom, right? Because now you're, you're literally able to allocate your time in ways that you want. So moving into this year, you know, after working last year on efficiently scheduling, you, I've definitely made some mistakes on the way. But this year, it's really, you know, I think it was brought up at our January training this year. But it's, you know, there's three types of, of time slots. You know, there's a buffer time. Um, there's like me time. Free time. Free exactly. time. And then, and then uh, focus time. Exactly. And I literally have that in my calendar at times, right? You know, like right after this call, I have a buffer time. So just to catch up on extra things I missed out on throughout the week. Awesome. Right. Yeah. And it's really just being realistic with your time. Yes. I can't yeah, do a million things in a day. Well, cause right? yeah, cause that will m- make us feel uh, very stressed and overwhelmed because I'm not meeting my commitments. So it's allowing for less time. Like, you know, I, I one of the things I, I do for these podcasts, I block off an hour don't need an hour that gives us some extra time right so it's like okay there's a little bit of buffer time that we built into our schedule and and but i love i love that i love that that those those structures and that that again a great time management structure will actually give you more freedom although it's 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 hard uh to to sort of get that when you don't have a structure you know you think oh i'm totally free well hold on no that's not actually how it works that structure will give us freedom so so then any, you're playing catch up, right? Absolutely. And so anything else you'd like to share uh, that we haven't hit upon that you want to, you know, share for our, for our young leaders? Yeah. One thing I, I wanted to, to mention to everyone that I don't think was brought up in this conversation was just really the power of resiliency when it comes to running your business and being a full-time student, right? Because, and again, I'm sure everyone in student works can relate to this. When it comes to running your business, you know, you get smacked more often than not, you wake up, something goes sideways, right? And I think there's a real power and a real um, sense of opportunity if you're able to, you know, see the cards that you're dealt. And instead of being like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do with this? It's how do I play this hand now, right? Somebody left, how do I get over this? How do I move forward? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And one of the other things I wanted to highlight as well is something that you're doing and I can tell uh, that, that you're doing is you're also connecting with other performers, your other other people who you develop relationships with, so so that they can support you, you can support them. How valuable has that been for your business? I couldn't even put like a money value on how how valuable that is, right? Because you know, I'll call some of my closest friends um, in the program, and they're going through something completely different than I'm going through, right? So it does give me that sense of okay, like you know, I'm going through some trouble, they're going through some trouble. I'm not alone in this. And at the same time, I'm learning from their experiences just as much as they're learning from my experiences. We haven't even experienced each other's situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really, really awesome. Uh, you know, one of the, the best situations in our business is this, that we've got this competitive thing. You know, Noah Sweeney, another superstar operator in our business, chatting with him yesterday. And, and obviously, he's looking to, you know, to finish ahead of you. You're looking to finish ahead of him. And you're both looking to support each other. You know, Daniel Kahn, by the way, shout out Daniel, is out in Calgary uh, running a business. We wish, wish him the best. He's moved on from our business. But, but you know, so the, having, having those, uh, those, those people in our lives just makes all the difference. And sorry, my, my dog is deciding to, uh, if you can hear it, is uh, scrub. The, uh, the 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 little thing that she's on. So anyhow, it's the guest appearance, um, <laughs> guest guest appearance for Lola. So um, so uh, so final question, Noah. When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? 
when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? I think of somebody who is really just super in integrity with what they say, right? If they say, I'm going to the store across the street, they're going to be at the store across the street just as much as they say, you know, like, I'm going to run a $500,000 business next year. Well, guess what? They're running that $500,000 business because it's just doing those small actions, right? The smallest thing is going to the store, making that extra call, knocking on that extra door. It's all compound effect that really is exponential, right? And I think all leaders of tomorrow show that every single day, right? Absolutely. Well, I love that. I love that. And 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 again, you know, um, you know, one of the one of the neat things about business is is a, a big part about business is it's math. You know, so you know, to do three hundred thousand dollars with business, how many doors do we need to walk knock on? How many past clients do we need to attain? How many, you know, actions do we need to take to do those things? You know, how many staff members do we have? How many callers do we need? You know, it's it, it, so much of it is math, and so you're right, just as literally as you know, all these actions that I'm committed to and have my my team members committed to. Well, then the big goal can happen. So it literally works like that, which is fantastic. But the thing that weaves it all together is integrity. So, so, you know, and just, just love, love that. And, and again, just love the high level of integrity that you're operating at Noah. And, you know, let's, let's keep crushing it. And, and I know, uh, I know you've spoken in the past about how these, these podcasts have been role model for you or an inspiration for you. And so, so I know people are going to be listening to this and being an inspiration. I know that's what you tried to do here is, 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 is pay it forward. Uh, to the uh, other amazing leaders inside and outside this company. So, uh, so thanks so much for coming and jumping on our, our podcast today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, last thing I wanted to say was when I first joined the program, I remember telling Alex, my coach, that one of my goals was to get on this podcast. And it's just really nice to be able to sit here and have this conversation with you achieving that goal. Well, fantastic. Uh, it's awesome. And, uh, and again, you know, uh, just, just love that. Love the goal. Let's keep crushing it. And, and again, because one, one of the things that we see, you know, and I always love to point this out is, you know, right now you're the number one window cleaner. Okay. And it matters because that's where people look and they say, well, Noah can do it. I can do it. And in fact, Noah's saying you can do it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, again, it's just great. And so that, that's, that sort of is like the ceiling or not the ceiling, but that's something that people think, oh, wow, I can go do that. I, I can do it. And maybe not this year, but I can go and build towards it for next year, which is awesome. Absolutely. Well, okay. Sorry. You have an awesome day and let's Thanks, go crush Chris. it this weekend. Awesome. Take care. Right. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.